Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. We'll be beginning part three in our conversation today on the importance of story. Hope you enjoy. And we can probably all think of an example of when we like, when we poked somebody who was in that spot, who felt who was angry but didn't want to talk, like they were covering a deeper emotion with anger because they lashed out in anger. Mm-hmm. It, they're not like, I think something we, that I tell myself, if someone's yelling at me, like something that goes through my head is like, they're not yelling at me. This isn't about me. It's not about what I said. It's about what I said that reminded them of something from their past. Yeah. And it's yep. gotten out, and it's gotten out of hand for them. So that's the, them not owning their story. Now that doesn't mean we shouldn't be angry because it's not about not being angry. It's about being angry in a healthy way. Yeah. And it's about what is that anger in service of? What is it protecting? Yep. Because it's probably protecting something more vulnerable in you. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we go through the life map, just like you said, that that sequence of identifying the events identifying the emotions, how did they make me feel? And then getting to some sort of meaning, interpretation, whatever you want to call it. But the third the third thing being, uh, what did I believe about my life because of that? Mm-hmm. So for example, like for some people, this is just a, I don't have anybody in mind, but uh, a very simple example might be, you know, uh, I remember when my parents divorced mm-hmm. and for some reason I believed that made me really sad. And for some reason I, I, I believed it, that it was my fault. Right. This is a, this is a fictitious yeah, example. But, but, but it's like somebody might go through that exercise and kind of, you know, boom, 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 mm-hmm. like divorce, sadness. I, I believe that it was my fault. And, and out of that, maybe that spurred some, some, some unwanted behaviors in their lives. Mm-hmm. But, but it's those, it's those important, significant things that happen that shaped who we are. And we want to be aware of those. And that's why life mapping is really important Mm -hmm. because listen, like some people come, I think, you know, we'll sit down with some guys and they'll say things like going back and thinking about these things. Isn't it's like useless. It's purpose, you know? And, and I would always say like that can't, that couldn't be farther from the truth because like you, your, I've already said it, but I'll say it again. Your past is affecting your life. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if you're aware of it or not. Right. Like it's showing up. Because mm-hmm. what you believe about the world is based on where you've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, you know, the, this, this story work is important. And I, I'm just going to throw out a couple of things. I'd love to hear what you what you think about them, Austin. But um, we've already said like our lives are narrative. It's story. We, we tend to see things in terms of story. Every good movie, every good book. We already said this. It's, it's all story. Um, Jim and Rich, they talk about the anatomy how, of the soul, how the soul's made up. And they say, you know, we remember things autobiographically. Or in other words, we remember emotions. Mm. We don't necessarily remember facts. Another way to say that would be people will remember how you made them feel, not even necessarily what you said. Right. Mm-hmm. It's why the importance of presence, our our own presence in situations like that. So 
kind of going back to if you've experienced someone snapping, getting really angry with you, we can, if, if we own our story, we're able to kind of do the, the work of remaining present with someone knowing that like, cause all of us can think of somebody who's going through something right now and they're just, you, know, sure. you feel like you're walking on eggshells with them. Yep. That is the, they are going through something really big and heavy that God has given them. And we have the opportunity to, to hold it with them. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean we let, 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 like if I'm going through it, Wes, you're not going to let me, tre- let me treat you like crap. Cause that's not, that's not helpful, but it is something where it's acknowledging that if someone's going through something and helping them realize that they're not alone in that. And we're only able to do that in a healthy way if we own our story. So a lot of people will look at story work as like, well, this is just navel gazing or I'm only thinking about myself. But the healthier that you are and how you relate to yourself, you are much better at serving others right. and helping them walk through their stuff. Right. We just can't, we can't get to a point, I don't think, where we've really tackled uh, – I just don't know how we can really get to the point where our unwanted stuff isn't coming up, whether it's mm. emotions, thoughts, or behaviors, if we're not aware of, of like why we do, why we're doing it, and like where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Because inevitably, at least in my experience, those things are just going to tend to cycle and continue to per- pervade. You know, because here's what happens often in the refuge. I'll just give an example. Like, and, and we've probably already said this before, but. Uh, Guys tend to feel really good early on because they're like, man, I'm sober. My mind's clear. Like I'm making better choices. I'm good to go. But what they don't realize is they're in a structured environment where they have to make very little choices. Right. And what happens is when you launch from the refuge, you I've got to make all my own choices. And hopefully like I've put the work in, right, to where I've built up enough discipline and self-control and practices that I've healthy practices that now I can, I can, I can do this on my own. But what will end up happening is those default patterns and thoughts and things from your past will surface. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what am I going to do with that? Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you're unaware of them coming back, the next thing, like the next thing, you know, you haven't gone to anything with somebody else outside of work. You feel more and more isolated. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're, there's fear that pops up. It's like, well, if you know, I've I haven't gone there for a month or a couple of weeks. If I go up, if I go back, they'll say, well, where have you been? And I don't really want to answer that. So instead of feeling embarrassed for a minute, I'm just going to isolate a little bit longer. And then two months go by, and then six months go by, and like, why in the world would I want to re-enter into a connected community if I'm afraid they're going to reject me for not being connected? So right. it's this like self-sabotaging thing. But if we look at it from a way where if you knew your story, you're like, man, I haven't been connected for a month. I know that these guys care about me. And if I was in their shoes, I would want someone who's been gone for a month to come back. Mm-hmm. And someone might, I might, someone might give me crap for a second, but that's just because they care about me. And being able to respond to that and dealing with a, a temporary difficulty for a long-term good, that's what owning your story turn. That's what owning your story looks like. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's talk for a few minutes about um, the four practices that we mentioned previously. We talked about some of the things that we do to better know ourselves and know God are uh, silence, solitude, 
contemplative Medi- reading and con- contemplative prayer. Yeah. Contemplative reading of scripture and contemplative prayer. Now, when I get quiet, and, and again, we're just saying, hey, go, you know, set aside, set aside, for, for, if you've never done this before, five minutes, right? And, and sit down with your Bible open and ruminate on a verse or a chapter. And if you don't know where to go, go in the Gospels or go in the Psalms and just read a little bit and really pay attention to what's happening, how it's making you feel, and and ask the Lord to meet you there. Preferably, it's somewhere quiet and somewhere where you can focus to the best of your ability. Again, five minutes. If you do this, inevitably, stuff's going to start popping up. And what I mean by that is, when I get quiet, the, 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 the stuff in me, the junk in me, sometimes starts to come up. Yep. On purpose, because God designed it that way. Because he, um, David Benner says God loves us so much he hides himself within us. In, the, in like the nooks and crannies and mazes that we've created for ourselves. So those moments of silence that we feel, if we there's those things that pop up that we don't want to deal with, that is, that is not something where we need to condemn ourselves for not being able to focus on God. That is God, again, introducing himself into a situation saying, I am here with you. Yeah. There is something here that you're trying to put in place. You're trying to own something you shouldn't. You're ignoring something you shouldn't. You're blaming something you shouldn't. You're trying to take responsibility for something you shouldn't. And I'm using the word shouldn't a lot, but it's... God's it's, trying to teach me something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can so I, even can I, again, can I come at that with a posture of learning? Yeah, even our imperfection is God giving us an opportunity to get Him know, get to know Him better, mm-hmm. because He wants to know us. Yeah, He doesn't have to; He wants to. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We start part four, our final part in our conversation on the importance of story. We'll see you soon.